Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hello, thanks for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany Moore. I'm the Deputy Director of Communications with the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today, I'm happy to introduce a couple of my guests who will be appearing at our upcoming Cannabis Business Summit and Expo being held December 15th, 16th, and 17th in San Francisco, California at the Moscone Center. Please help me welcome Anna Simons and Rachel Rapino. Anna Simons is a retired women's premier league rugby player with a 20-year rugby career that included a Division I national championship, national all-star selection, and a Sydney, Australia premiership championship. She's also won four national championships in touch rugby and competed for the USA at the 2015 Touch World Cup. As an advocate and educator, Anna speaks regularly about the therapeutic benefits of cannabis for elite athletes and the wider population alike. She served on the Oregon Cannabis Commission's Research Leadership Subcommittee from 2020 to 2021, and she's an ambassador for various nonprofits, including The Last Prisoner Project. Also on the show is Rachel Rapino, who has won an NCAA National Championship with the University of Portland in 2005, played pro soccer in Europe in 2010, and eventually retired to pursue her passion in the health and fitness industry. With a Bachelor of Science in Life Sciences and an MS in Health and Exercise, she went on to build a top performance training company and lifestyle apparel brand, with her sister, U.S. soccer star Megan Rapino, both in Portland and nationally. And after working for the University of Portland women's soccer team as the head performance coach, she left to co-found Mendy, an athlete and active consumer-focused cannabis brand helping people thrive naturally. How nice to have you two on the show today. Welcome. Thanks, Bethany. Thank you so much, Bethany, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. So let's get to know both of you a little bit better. Um, obviously, you're both longtime athletes uh, involved in various sports. Uh, tell me more about your background and, and various things that you've done before moving into including cannabis in what you're doing. Anna? Yeah, well, along with playing rugby, I have experience in some different industries, including uh, engineering, not as a technical person, but in more on the marketing side and, uh, real estate and tech. And really I found myself working for a lot of startups. That seems to be my, uh, space where I really thrive. And so I think that really translated well to the cannabis industry because it is such a young and emerging 
space. Awesome. Great. That's, that's a very holistic background for sure. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Rachel? You know, my background, you know, the, the silver lining in it all has kind of been health and fitness. I've, I've sort of been working in the sports and sports science space for about a decade. So it's sort of been my body of work. I had a short stint at, at Nike and brand marketing for North America soccer, but really, you know, I was a pre-med undergrad, thought I wanted to go into medicine, but kind of quickly realized that I wanted to be on the preventative side of medicine and help people uh, before they get to the doctor's office or before they have, have to go in under surgery, under the knife. Um, so I went back and got my master's in health and exercise and built a training bro- program in Portland, built a clientele in Portland, a national training and event brand. And as I got deeper into that work, I just became very, uh, you know, obsessed, I guess, so obsessed and educated on the role recovery plays because you can only train for so long in the gym, on the field or on the court. And there's so much, there's only so much movement that you can do to keep your body in top shape and just feeling good and feeling loose. So, you know, the majority of the stuff and the decisions that we make to optimize health and wellness is really about what you're putting in your body, what you're doing to your body, how much sleep you're getting hydration. Um, and, and that was just kind of a natural segue into cannabis and hemp products. A lot of my athletes were using them at the time and there wasn't necessarily a trusted brand specifically speaking to them. And so it really just led me to co-found Mindy, um, and what we believe, you know, filling a need that, uh, that most athletes and active minded consumers have been looking for. Mm, absolutely. And and it looks like you both have spent plenty of time in Oregon, Portland. I actually lived there for a couple of years. It's one of my favorite cities. Um, I love the Kennedy School soaking pool, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was obviously a state that had um, a longstanding history of medical cannabis and, um, you know, was one of the first four or five states to legalize for adult use as well. So that's a great state. So I'm sure being in Oregon, um, where there is a a pretty established cannabis culture there as well, um, the the stigma doesn't seem to have been there for you. You weren't worried about, um, you know, being a pothead, as it were, and how that maybe seems so departed from athleticism. It seems like it was an easy in for you. Is that right, Anna? You know, I wouldn't necessarily say it's easy, definitely easier than a lot of other places, you know, the the heavily criminalized states for sure. But, um, you know, you mentioned the stigma, that's still a real thing. Even now, even as we have this very established industry that's continues to move forward with kind of unstoppable momentum. But um, I think for me, yeah, it just came down to wanting things to be the way they should be, you know, and wanting to be able to speak the truth and have it acknowledged that this plant is medicinal. And those of us who have used it know And, Mm -hmm. you know, it works. And that's, I think that's another reason why cannabis has broad support across all political parties, essentially, you know, I mean, people have their firsthand experience with it. And so for me, it was, I kind of stumbled into the industry, um, doing some consulting projects after our adult use law passed. 
um, in the fall of 2015. And I ended up working with some growers in 2016, early 2016, who needed to professionalize and get their new licenses and move from the medical system to the, the new adult use system. And that really taught me a lot <laughs> mm. um, working in, you know, all of the regulations, everything from local land use to lobbying at the state capitol, lobbying in D.C., and and just dealing with the stigma that is still there, mm. even at everything, getting licenses at the local level for for buildings and permits and, you know, having people that just want to say no, no matter what, they're just like, ooh, they're leery of it you know, banks um, and paying, paying the company's taxes in cash. That was crazy. Making an appointment with the IRS with like a grocery bag with 30 grand in cash. That was really fun. They were excited. It was a fun day for them. They were like, it's the pot people. Um, But yeah. And so it was really interesting that I, I kind of stumbled into the industry and then I really found a love for it. um, I think, which kind of relates to my my love of the underdog as well. And it was like, look, this is something I've always felt like, hey, our laws are crazy around this plant. Why? You know, and mm. so this is an area where I can be part of changing that. That's awesome. Yeah. And and Rachel, when when you decided to get into the cannabis space, it sounds like some athletes that you were already working with or some folks you were training were already using cannabis. Was Was it a similar path for you? Yes and no. I mean, I can certainly echo a lot of Anna's sentiment. Like, I don't know that it's easy to get in this industry, especially as an athlete, because even though we know 90% of professional athletes have been using these products to help mitigate pain and help optimize recovery, um, there's definitely still a stigma and there's, you know, there's not still a ton of current high, high profile athletes, uh, who want to have a public relationship, especially with the THC brand, um, because of the stigma, because there's the policies are very much still, uh, you know, alive in the sports landscape, even though, you know, there's not a lot of continuity between them, but, you know, I think for me, Bethany, my journey into this industry was really uh, the starting point was where I grew up in rural California. We got hit very hard by the opioid epidemic. And I come from a long family history of drug and alcohol abuse. So I think, Mm. My relationship with drugs was very intense growing up, mostly, I mean, not, you know, not necessarily cannabis. I grew up in the just say no to drugs era. So of course mm-hmm. I was afraid of it. And I thought that was like, you know, the, the egg and the frying pan, that's your brain on, on drugs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I grew up viscerally, uh, aware of drugs and afraid of drugs. And, but then going into college, that's when all my injuries started happening. And I was 21 when I blew out my knee and you know, my first ACL surgery. And that's when I was prescribed opiates Mm. and started using them. And I was overprescribed. I definitely abused opiates for, you know, a few years Mm. there in college and post-college. And, you know, so I would say my journey into this industry was a lot of connection points. Um, I was very aware of the cannabis industry and just drugs in general growing up. But as I became older and more educated and and understood the science behind recovery and what that really means in terms of the, you know, physiology of the body. And once I started learning about the endocannabinoid system, it just sort of parlayed into my natural passion, which is to help people feel their best naturally. That really is sort of my body of work. I think that's the type of work that I will always do. And I'm very passionate about supplementation and the wellness industry. 
So I think it was just a natural segue, but uh, you know, I always tell people, I don't know that I chose this industry. I think it almost kind of just chose me, Mm -hmm. uh, based on the connection points that I was already having in my, in my work in this space, in the wellness space. Awesome. Thanks to you both for sharing your stories. Let's jump to a commercial break and then we'll come back and dive in a little bit deeper into the conversation. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. I'm your host, Bethany, and I'm chatting with a couple professional athletes, Rachel Rapino and Anna Simons, who will be speaking at our upcoming Cannabis Business Summit and Expo being held December 15th through 17th at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. And you'll be speaking at our morning keynote on Friday, December 17th um, at 10 a.m. Can you, let's talk a little bit about where, what you're looking forward to covering and speaking about and sharing with our audience, generally speaking. Anna? Yes, I'm so excited for our panel. We have a really great group. And generally speaking, we'll talk about our personal stories. I think people are always interested in that with athletes and understanding uh, the kind of the best practices that we discovered for our bodies um, and, you know, and other athletes that we work with and that we know. Um, But also we'll be talking about how the role of athletes has evolved with the cannabis industry from sort of just breaking the ice and and coming out of the green closet, so to speak, um, to becoming true advocates and activists and working for social good in various different ways. Awesome. Rachel, how about you? Well, you know, as a woman and as a gay woman, I'm always delighted to to speak and be represented at these type of events. I think that um, you know, it's it's always important to to include representation and I think the LGBTQ community has played an instrumental role in legalizing cannabis and just in the cannabis movement in general. So, mm-hmm. I want to just throw that out there. Um but I think I, you know, I'm excited to obviously sit side by side with Anna and the other panelists first of all because it's just an honor. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, speak more to the science behind it. I'm excited to talk about how, you know, athletes really are the epitome of influence and in the way they can transcend almost anything into mainstream culture. I think when you're talking about intersectionality, I mean, what, who better to talk about that than athletes. And especially as you look at all the different athletes that have come into this industry, black, white, you know, Asian, straight, gay, trans, you know, Leo Baker's is the first trans skateboarder that we've signed. Um, I think that they speak to such a broad audience and there's just so many different touch points of how this plant has truly and sincerely uh, improved people's lives and benefited their recovery and optimized performance. And that's something that we just always get excited to talk about the science behind it, but just the sincere stories of how this plant has really helped people. And I just think athletes are the epitome of that influence. Absolutely. Very much looking forward to seeing your keynote as well. And, you know, to that point, generally speaking, more and more athletes are coming forward to help destigmatize and and also advocate for the plant to be used for these health issues like chronic pain, injury. Um, it's, it's a little different than the celebrities like 
musicians or actors, for example, coming forward, you know, like Melissa Etheridge and Whoopi Goldberg are, are in the cannabis space as well. Athletes do bring a bit more story to the game here, I, I think. What, what are your thoughts around that, Anna? Uh, yes. I mean, we really use our bodies intensely, and I think that's the key difference. Um, everybody has their own challenges in life, and, and people have different relationships with cannabis, but I think that's why folks are really interested in hearing the stories of athletes and, and exactly how we do use cannabis to help our bodies in particular. Um, we, you know, we put ourselves through a lot <laughs> and it's, it's like consistent too, you know? So, um, in a way we really are kind of the Guinea pigs for the general population and, and, and you know, and mm-hmm. when I say physically, but, you know, mental and emotional states are very tied into that. They're not a separate thing. So when we're talking about health and wellness and performance and and well-being i think in general i think that's where athletes can be a really compelling voice Mm, yeah that's great insight how about you rachel what are your thoughts around that well i mean i for me i mean one of the sticking points for me is why i really wanted to dive into the research of hemp and cannabis before starting mindy was because a lot of my athletes were using products that you know whether vaping or smoking uh, and if you're an endurance athlete, um, or an athlete that where you need a, a high cardio output, then maybe those products aren't necessarily what's best for you. And so that kind of got my wheel spinning of like, man, there's gotta be a more effective way or a better application for these athletes to use this plant when you still reap the same benefits. Um, and that, you know, in terms of product development, that's something that I think is very powerful is that athletes can really tell like the broad product story and all of the different ways that you can use these products, all the different applications. And that just helps destigmatize the plant as well. And getting away from, you know, athletes are just smoking J's in the backyard. Some athletes are <laughs> certainly, I mean, don't get Nothing me wrong. wrong. I, love going on, yeah, I love going on the patio and smoking a good J, but there, the realities too, is this industry has progressed so much and we're really creating very sophisticated products now in terms of application and dosage and then formulations too, infusing other adaptogens and botanicals into these products to make it as effective and as safe as possible. And so I personally think, and that's, that's, what's excite, exciting for us here at Mindy is like just telling that broad application story and the sophistication of the products. Cause it's not a one size fits all. There's still a lot of research to be done on dosages, but there are so many different types of products that you can take and reap the same benefits from. Oh, it's so true. Um, I mean, and, and to your point about, you know, those who need to use their lungs, you're, you're so right. Maybe, maybe smoking some bong hits isn't the way to go. Um, there's certainly tinctures and edibles that are available. And I also love the point you made about the formulations, um, combining other aptogens, botanicals, the science behind the cannabinoids and terpenes are really starting to come to the forefront as well, where we're we're almost to the point where we can reverse engineer um, a strain or a formulation based on what the consumer is seeking. And that's a really exciting time for the science of cannabis. Um, So moving on, I think you were mentioning that part of what you'll be talking about is as athletes and as advocates for this plant, 
you do have a bit of a responsibility uh, to the public and to your fans, as it were, and the mainstream, because people do look up to you and your opinions on issues like cannabis legalization and how to use cannabis as medicine. What are your thoughts around that, Anna? Absolutely. Cannabis is still a social movement and it is an industry, but it's an industry that is growing out of a social movement. And a lot of people have suffered uh, in the fight for cannabis rights, a fight that is far from over. People are still suffering. People are still being arrested and locked up. And we have cannabis refugees who can't access their medicine legally in their states where they live. And they have to pick up their whole lives and families and move to somewhere where they can. You know, we, so we, mm -hmm. we still have a lot to do for patients. Um, for research into the medicine, you know, it's still very much blocked by the federal criminalization and, uh, and all the folks who are incarcerated and are still being arrested and charged with cannabis possession. And, you know, it's wrong. And the racially disproportionate effects of that, particularly for the black community in the U.S. Um, so, there is a lot that comes with cannabis. It's a medicine. It is a, a you know, a herb that promotes well-being. But there are responsibilities that we have as people who work with the plant and as people who enjoy the plant and consume it. So I absolutely think that we, having a platform as athletes, can help share some of that information with people and help get them engaged in this fight, so that we can progress more quickly. Mm, yes. Thank you for mentioning the social equity and, and civil rights related issues to that as well. Um, before we take our last commercial break, Rachel, uh, what are your thoughts about uh, the same thing I asked Diana about um, people looking up to you and, and the responsibility that you have as athletes? Well, I mean, I just, yeah, I want to echo Anna. I mean, I think that if you're, if you're a business, you know, operator in the hemp and cannabis industry, you do have a due diligence to fully understand the history of the landscape and, and the stigmatization and the current disparities that ha are happening in, in our black and brown communities. Like the reality is our black and brown communities are not, and have not been reaping the same economic benefits as white business owners. And that's not okay. Um, if we want to truly level the playing field, then it is going to take a collective effort of everyone in this industry to do, to, to obviously do their own research, but then to take strides together to make sure that it's equitable and fair for everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that definitely, you know, advocacy work is paramount in making sure that people have the same opportunity to be business owners in this industry. Um, you know, and again, I think athletes are just incredible, you know, influencers in, you know, re regarding telling the story because they, they're just athletes are diverse. We come from such a diverse background, again, mm -hmm. intersectionality, uh, it, you know, when you're talking about, you know, athletes in the landscape of professional athletes, there are so many different types of athletes that use these products. I think athletes nowadays are spending um, so much thought and time and building their own brands. And you're seeing more and more that they're very choosy and who they want to partner with and who they want to align themselves with because equity and equality is so important to them because a lot of athletes do experience some sort of, you know, uh, you know, stigmatization in some sort, if you're a woman, if you're gay, if you're a person mm -hmm. of color. Um, and so there's just so many hurdles that athletes just 
being the essence of who they are already have to overcome. Mm. And so I think that they're looking for brands who really understand that story and aren't going to shy away from that story as well. Great. Great. All right. Let's take that last commercial break and then come back and wrap up our episode with Anna Simons and Rachel Rapino. Stay tuned. We will be right back. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio, and we've been chatting with Anna Simons and Rachel Rapino, uh, both professional athletes who have moved into the cannabis space, and they will be speaking at our upcoming Cannabis Business Summit and Expo being held at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. That's December 15th, 16th, and 17th. And uh, their keynote will take place on Friday morning at 10 a.m. And they'll be joined by Jim McAlpine and Marvin Washington. Um, are, are either of you familiar with Marvin Washington and Jim McAlpine, or will, will you be meeting them for the first time at the conference? I know them both pretty well. I've been on panels with both of them uh, a couple times. Um, great advocates, and obviously Marvin's done incredible work in um, in his legal battles for cannabis legalization. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I I really look forward to both of you uh, joining us in San Francisco. And speaking of health and well being, um, NCIA is doing everything to keep everyone who is attending our shows safe. And we're following the rules of San Francisco and the Moscone Convention Center. So masks will be required and vaccination, proof of vaccination will be required as well. So we're doing what we can to create and keep a safe environment for our health and well-being. So looking forward to it, you can get tickets at CannabisBusinessSummit.com. And current NCIA members get discounts for sure on the tickets, but depending on your level of membership, you may qualify for free tickets to this show. So don't leave that money sitting on the table. Register you and your team today for the show. There's so much going on over the course of these three days, and I just can't wait to get back to the business of trade shows. I'll be having a podcast studio on the expo floor, just like we had um, in Boston uh, almost two years ago and in Detroit just a couple of months ago as well. So I'm so looking forward to it. And thanks to you both for taking the time to speak with me today. Look forward to catching you in person in San Francisco. Thank you, Bethany. Yeah, thank you for having us. I can't wait. All right. Well, thanks to both of you and thanks to everybody for tuning in to another episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.